Hey everyone, this is Jeremy. Just wanted to remind you that there is always cool stuff happening at the Patreon for DuckFeed. Patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV is the place to go to get early episodes, access to cool Slack channels like the Days of Future Cast channel maybe. Um, you can also get uh, exclusive content and all sorts of goodies over there, so be sure to go check that out. The theme song that you're about to hear is from The Little Big Bangs. They, uh, One of the members of the band sent us an email and said, hey, we, we've, we covered the theme song on our album, uh, and I asked them for permission to use it in the show for a couple of episodes, and they said yes. So uh, thank you for letting us do that, and it's a really cool song. You'll find links to all their stuff in the show notes. Without further ado, please enjoy the episode. Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Jer- nope, where Gary and no, I no. almost called you Jerry. That's a weird one. Uh, J- Jerry and this is where Jerry and Garbar. Jerry and Gary. Jeremy and Jerry. Going, it's 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 been a minute. <laughs> it's been since we recorded. I, I I forgive you for making such air. It has been a long time. Uh, we're here to talk about X Men and X Men related properties and Marvel related properties and basically anything that we want to talk about <laughs> without too much of a theme because we're 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 crew grown ass men that we can make our up on our podcast on the fly. So we're, we're free balling now. We are. We are. We are finished with the animated series, Gary. It's been a while since we've recorded those those last three episodes. We did them all in one one six hour session, which I think worked out really well. I think those I think those mm-hmm. episodes are really good. Um, but so it's been a couple of months since we've recorded. Uh, in the meantime, you, you actually came down and uh, we hung out at my house in person, which was a lot of fun. Indeed, and and surprising few, uh, we ended up just like watching a bunch of X Men movies. Of course, uh, we stayed pretty on brand. <laughs> yeah, during during that time, we we did other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. wasn't just like uh, us standing around, just kind of like awkwardly digging our toe into the ground, and then all of a sudden, like uh, uh, X Men, and then and then and then we threw on the movie, and it was like, oh, oh thank God, thank God, finally oh, something God. to do with oh, this dude, Cyclops. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. Oh I can't God, finish it's... unless Wolverine's there. So yeah. that's need to. That, that applies oh, to God. conversations and sex. By the way, that just. Yes. That just yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you, it's like the uh, you've got that little picture of him looking at that little picture on the bed yep. next to your bed. That's that's exactly right. Look, he's looking at Autumn. I'm looking at Wolverine. That's how <laughs> <Yeah>. that works. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, Wolverine's looking at Avon, and they're all labeled as such. So uh, this is going to be a feedback episode, everybody. So we've uh, we've mm-hmm. collected your your thoughts and questions and uh, musings into a Google document that we're going to read and then discuss. Uh, if you would like to be on the next one of these that we do, uh, you should go to daysoffuturecast.com slash contact and fill out the form there and it will go right to us. 
feel free to do that anytime. As soon as I get those, I uh, immediately put them into the next feedback document so we don't lose them. Um, and just a quick heads up, I've got a report from at least one person that they're saying that they've submitted stuff and it's not going through. And uh, I talked mm. to our podcast host and it's because their email address is blocked by Gmail. So uh. <laughs> I don't. So get better email, John, is what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> that's real weird. It is. It is. This is blocked by Gmail. Yeah. And the, wow. I can actually send you the picture of the podcast guy, the podcast host guy from Fireside just like sent me the picture and it was like, accepted, 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 block, 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 blocked. And I was like, God damn. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, well shit. Um, yeah. If, if uh, something like that happens and you do get a, uh, it gets blocked, you can also send things on Twitter and, yes. and uh, just mm-hmm. do the general, uh, general contact form for duck feed you know there's there's various other ways yeah and you, all of those will of will filter back to me in fact i should probably just go check double check twitter real quick and uh, no we didn't mm-hmm. get anything on twitter okay cool yeah um yeah so, so we appreciate it um we're not exactly sure what the next feedback episode will cover exactly and when we'll put that through because we're kind of in a uh you know whether we'll do those right after we do the spider-man episodes or we'll get a couple of movies under our belt so people can can respond about the movies. We'll figure that out. And we'll make announcements if you check uh, social media. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as always, follow uh, DOFC Podcast mm-hmm. on Twitter. And uh, all that we would normally do a movie episode before a feedback episode, but uh, between travel and real life stuff, we just kind of had we just got this one done barely by the edge of our pants. So uh, movie episode yes. will be next, and uh, we'll be discussing First Class. So go watch. Uh, the bromance between Magneto and Charles Xavier develop in the 1960s and uh, have a great time doing it. Like me and Gary did having some beers and yeah. some catfish one day and watching some X-Men. Yeah. So. And, and we, we watched that. So we were prepared to talk about it, but I want to do some research and stuff too. Yeah. And so I don't know that I'll watch it again, but I'm definitely going to like look up some stuff. I will, uh, because I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm definitely going to watch it again to make notes and to basically yeah, glut, glut, glutton for, you didn't say punishment. <laughs> button for but it sounds like it's the button mint buttons mints buttons mints what the hell's a button mint I, dude i don't like, know i love them though <laughs> they taste so great. good it's a junior <laughs> mint but instead of juniors it's buttons mm-hmm. uh the, um before we we totally get into it mm-hmm. uh, i just we went to um midwest gaming classic me and cole and uh cole gave me an old issue of disney adventures magazine which has the x-men on the cover and has this whole section about uh the mysteries of the x-men and there's an X-Men family album in it. Uh, the, these famous superheroes gave D- Disney Adventures a sneak peek at their favorite family snapshots. Okay. And there's all these pictures of the different X-Men that it's straight up from like the end of the animated series. That is super cool. So, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, Gambit's workout includes taking his chances against a training droid in the danger room. That's his workout? I just do 50 reps. What are you I doing, Gambit? I it kegels. <laughs> like, it was just all kegels all the time. <laughs> ABK. Yeah. You know? He's got his uh, his pre-K and his post-K workout. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the funniest one of these, so there's all these different pictures, and it's just a cool you know drawing of the X-Men. And shows, you know, what they're doing. So, like, Beast is hanging. It's like, nobody hangs out better than Beast. And it's like, okay. But my favorite is uh, Storms. And it says, uh, Storms' power to control the weather comes in handy when the X-Men plan a picture. Or a picnic, rather. And the picture is Storm, like, coming down from on high, like, just shooting lightning down at the ground. <laughs> so, it just looks like she's just, like, blasting their, their checkerboard blanket and uh, and basket. That is that is extremely it. funny. Yeah, that's. There's also uh, rogue superhuman strength and flying ability makes taking out the trash a breeze, and she's definitely uh, relocating a missile. Oh, so okay. I, I think that well, there's I mean, just some action scenes that they tried to make cute because Disney. Is that a uh, is that a political statement? You think that they're just trashing I, all the missiles? I don't know. They, they should be like uh, you know fuck those missiles. No war. 
No work. But the, uh, I, I, you know, it's, she's definitely not taking out garbage, uh, in that thing. So it, it's pretty fun. I'll, I'm going to read through that again because there's also some other things. If anything pops up, uh, that'll come up in, in some episode or another. Yes, you need to sure. um, snap a couple of pictures of that and send it to me because I'd be curious what that looks like in, in absolutely form. Yeah, the uh, the cover shows our, our our boy Gambit. He's really weirdly like painted, like he's he's got these real like kind of soft edges, and he's throwing cards that have the other X Men on them that all have these like terrible rictus grins on on them. So he's shooting playing cards that have Jubilee, Storm, and Wolverine, and they have these big smiles. <laughs> And then really in the corner, Cyclops is just shooting nothing. Cyclops is, he's the only one not smiling. He's screaming. <laughs> and he, he popped in his head from the corridor and he's just shooting something that's off screen. He's in the it's bug room. very he, strange. He's in the bug room and he's just shooting all yeah. of his problems. He's shooting all of his anxiety <laughs> is what's happening. Just going, just going crazy blasting in random directions. Mm-hmm. Um, much like this feedback blast in random directions as it covers a large number of things it man it, this this feedback it's uh it's lightly edited by which it by which i mean i've removed no i didn't remove last name so let's be careful about that gary <laughs> so mm-hmm. this has not been edited uh so mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna we're gonna have some fun with this one i think with all of these yeah, do you, you want to go first yeah let's get into it uh lucas here uh says <clears throat> hey guys today i found out that here in brazil every iteration of wolverine since 1994 has been dubbed by the same guy his name is Isaac uh, Bardavid, Bardavid, something like that, uh, and he worked on the original animated series, X-Men Evolution, Wolverine and the X-Men, and a bunch of other cartoons with Wolverine that I've never heard of, and all of the live-action films. <laughs> that means he's been doing Wolverine for 23 years now, and he's 86 years old. Uh, he just announced that he's retiring now that he's finished working on Logan, which is how I found out about the whole thing. I didn't really watch the dubbed films, but I do remember his voice in the original cartoon, and he was quite good. Apparently, he also dubbed Obi-Wan in the original Star Wars, Jor-El in Superman uh, 78, Deep Throat in the X-Files, and fucking Skeletor from He-Man of all things, among a bunch of others. Quite a career. Anyway, uh, I just thought it was really cool, and you guys might enjoy knowing about it. Love the show. Thank you both uh, for making so much of it. Or for making it. 23 yes. years of doing Wolverine. Well, 86. So he started when he was 65? Yeah. Like, how do you that's, get into voice work when you're 65? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. I love the idea of, like, can you imagine if when you watched Logan, it was the animated series, like, voice actor? Wouldn't that be... Because we um, love the animated series voice actor. And oh, yeah. It would be, like, as much as I like... Um, what's his... The Aussie dude. Uh, was much Hugh, as Hugh Jackman. I, Hugh Jackman, thank you. Yeah. As much as I love What's that dude. Head? Are you negging him? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Do you think look, he's listening? You think he need, I mean, some, some guys need to be taken down a notch, Gary. That's just facts. Yeah. <laughs> Those are just facts. Yeah, the greatest showman? I think not. <laughs> the- <laughs> Singing and dancing and Wolverine? Mm-mm. 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 No, thank you. Mm-mm. 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 No bay. No. <laughs> um, it would it would be pretty pretty bonkers to have the uh, cartoon. Like I, I like both, you know, obviously, and, and Hugh Jackman does a wonderful job in that. I would love to hear the cartoon voice trying to do that those emotional scenes, though. <laughs> yeah, me too. Especially because like we we saw a little bit of this with um, uh, Banshee from the animated series and that horrible <laughs> TV pilot that we watched for. Oh yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's yeah. yeah that didn't work out very well. So I can only imagine because mm-hmm. I doubt I, I very seriously doubt that the uh, the people that do these voices look like the characters that they're inhabiting in any way, shape, or form. So well, he's he's sixty, he's 60 65. I mean, he started so when Logan came out, he was he was probably like eighty eighty two, you know, eighty three. So like he definitely didn't look like. I mean, Hugh Jackman is seventy two years old, Gary, and he just did Logan. <laughs> so. <laughs> he really is the greatest showman. Yeah. <laughs> 
the next email is from Chris. Chris says, uh, just want to let you know that you have ruined the name Ileana for me. I love the show, but every time I get an email or contact from Ileana, I can't help but read it as Ileana in my best <laughs> slash worst Colossus voice. Keep up the good work. Keep up the show. It's great. Thank you, Chris. Oh. I, Thanks, um, Chris. I, have, I, have, I have that same thing. Like People... Somebody was uh, in a completely like unrelated Discord server the other day. It was like just saying the word Ilyana because of our show, like unrelated yeah. to me or anything. They were just like, "Oh yeah, Ilyana," and like doing a like doing a bit about it. And I was like, "I'm glad yeah. we could bring this into the world. This is great." I don't, I don't meet that many Ilyanas in real life. I have I, like Ilyana Rasputin is my only Ilyana. I have never met an Ilyana before, so this is all new to no. me. And as soon as I do, I'm going to do the exact same thing, and then I'll I'll know how it feels. <laughs> and then and then that bl- and then that Tinder date will be over with. That yeah. will be the end of that interaction. <laughs> Why do you keep doing that? Well, it all began. <laughs> let me tell you about my podcast. No, I don't want to hear about that either. <laughs> yeah, let, let me tell you about Chris Claremont. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's better than a podcast. Come on, bring it to me. Yeah, girl, like, Tinder dates love it when you talk about Chris Claremont a lot. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they just really, really go on about it. like, and then he formed the Extreme X Men, which is kind of misguided, but was more of a reaction against Morrison's more progressive X Men. Um, created this this character named Sage, who you know. Um, <laughs> Are you sure you're the ripped guy from the picture? <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem like the I, kind I of guy that has a picture of Hugh Jackman. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, um, I photoshopped some extra ribs onto Hugh Jackman and used that as my Tinder date profile. <laughs> some so. extra ribs. Somebody in the uh, yeah. Slack the other day posted a picture of. Um, some random X thing that this from the car from the comics. And like this dude just had like a straight up 16 pack, which I had never seen before. Like it gets a little crazy in that, in that Rob Liefeld area. It happened. Uh, Sabretooth oftentimes. Oh yeah. It's extra packs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that, that guy, that guy's always packing like, you know, it's not even a pony keg. Like it's an actual like full horse keg. Yeah, absolutely. That, that guy has. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So thank you, Chris. Uh, Joe writes in to say, hi gents. I wrote him previously about my debate with my brother Jimbo about whether Cyclops' voice actor is double extremely good. You guys got right down to the crux of the issue, which is how he handles the more emotional moments. For my part, I love his baseline delivery of bad dad jokes, but I also feel like his unhinged psych moments are super unhinged. I don't think I take a lot of comfort from my leader in any given moment of uncertainty within the team, uh, or if any given moment of uncertainty within the team was met with, it's not Gene! Uh, Jimbo thinks it's all pretty much gold though. And after you guys weighed in, I guess I have to admit he's right. One last thing in that same episode of days of future cast, a discussion came up about the worst mutant powers. Marrow's name was mentioned and I couldn't believe it. After all, as Carl Weathers once pointed out, <laughs> throw those bones in a pot, add some broth and a potato, baby, you got a stew going. That's gross. <laughs> That's really I, I never gross. really thought about Marrow as an un- unlimited source of food. Well, I mean, like, you for know, marrow. I had I had marrow for the first time, like actual bone marrow recently. And uh, oh, yeah. that shit and that shit is delicious. So I'm, I'm always grossed out by it. I've never had it, but it looks gross. So it, I, I it does look it. gross. You kind of have to get it. But I mean, like, I, you know, I'm, you know, Southern Louisiana, I eat gross shit all the time. So I'm not. not too worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what, is it, what does it taste like? It's it's um it's kind of like a like a creamy buttery and it's uh it was definitely like and it, the bone was like cut um long ways in half and like cause, so you could open it up and so there was like a little tube of it in there and uh and there was like a sauce that it went with so you like ate the whole thing but it was like a like a kind of a buttery just substance that was that was good it was almost okay. um like if you got when we were eating cracklins almost uh, if you got like one of sure. the really squishy greasy parts instead of the real crunchy parts it was almost yeah. like that except um not quite as uh greasy like it went a little bit more smooth than that yeah a little bit more none, none of that made it sound good but like i would still i'd be willing to try it <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So let me describe I, I the process of getting into the crawfish meat. First, you're going to yeah, apply yeah, pressure yeah. at the tail, and you're going to twist <laughs> and pull. <laughs> this, this creamy, buttery tube. Um, <laughs> hey, look. The, the, I know that I eat a lot of marrow just through, like, soups and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you throw, you throw some bones in a soup. Like, that's what you're trying to get is that cook out that marrow. But it just diffuses into the soup. You know, like, I, I've been on this ramen kick for a while, and, like, I'm, I'm real into, like, tonkatsu. problem with this, like, this very savory, like, pork broth that I know has marrow in it. Uh, but just, just eating it. And then also that gives it like human marrow, right? Like in a way though, like I think that if you were a vegetarian, you could eat stew that came from the mutant marrow because no, nothing has to die for it. Yeah. I mean, you're you not know, killing like, animals. If you're a moral, yeah. If you're a moral vegetarian, same way as like more, some moral vegetarians will eat a um, placenta. I mean, you know, wh- it's like meat that doesn't cause death. <laughs> while we're at it, I mean, we could have a conversation because I love uh, like fried chicken skin. And, sure. you, and you know, husk is right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we did talk about that too. Actually, did like, we talk about we eating about her? It. We talked about how disgusting her skin was. I don't know if we talked about eating it though. That seems a bit. I feel like it, it as an unlimited resource had to have come up. But we might not have specifically mentioned mm-hmm. eating, it. but like between the two, right? Like you got yourself some real southern cooking. Like you get those two on a team. You know, <laughs> please, like, uh, <laughs> please write in with all of the any mutant that has a mutant power that yeah. can contribute to southern style cooking, please. Like X Men recipes, <laughs> and it's just literally like using discarded parts of X Men. This is going to be the weirdest episode of Top Chef ever. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's chopped, and then they open the basket, and like <laughs> barrel just pops out. Like, hey, mutant liberation front. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> like, and your secret ingredient is me. <laughs> Marrow is a host yeah. and an ingredient. That would be the best. <laughs> that would be awesome. Like, and, she, and, and then she has to eat it herself. Like, that's that's some twisted shit, man. Hey, if you want to talk about boar, we can get into it. <laughs> if we had to talk about, like, put together a whole team that was just to create a, a melange, like, kind of soup mm-hmm. thing. There's probably more even than that, right? Does, like, uh, does anybody who creates something. Let's see. Py- pyro would be kind of necessary, I think, just to have yeah. just to have some heat in there. Um, yep. I'm trying to throw in some pyro. There's a there's a a member of the new acolytes called Vindaloo who does heat, but it's a very specific kind of heat, aka like spicy Indian food. Okay, okay. Well, that's that's fine. Yeah, I was trying to think of somebody who could give us some spice, and I I guess that that works. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any uh, man. I mean, the obvious answer is fucking multiple man, dude. Like that's how you get every part of the the stew. <laughs> every part of the long pig is that what you're going yeah, for? Like, yeah, because if we want the, we want some meat, like it's not just marrow and skin. Like the entree is definitely Jamie Madrox. Okay, like, I would like I would feel a little bad about like because I mean even if he volunteered for it, once he made the duplicate, as we know from our our multiple man history, like that's a separate person who nece- hasn't necessarily mm-hmm. volunteered their body. So it's basically multiple multiple man killing himself over and over again. Like the, yeah, it'd be a prestige thing. AKA the greatest showman. AKA huge, huge Jackman. AKA huge Jackman. Yeah. Huge Jackman. <laughs> huge Jackman. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Me Logan at any time. <clears throat> um, the next yeah. email is from Eric. Uh, he says, hey, y'all, stumbled on your podcast a couple of weeks ago and just got caught up to the end of your coverage of the first season. X-Men, the animated series, got me hooked on the mutants as a kid, and I've never stopped being a fan on some level ever since. Really enjoying the pe- podcast, especially the Gambit impressions. I appreciate how much you all how much you all let your enthusiasm for these characters show. I'm right there with you. I hope after the animated series, you will consider taking on Evolution and Wolverine on the X-Men. I'm in a band called The Little Big Bangs, and we did a weird take on the theme song for a tape we put out last year. I thought you... Thought 
thoughts you all might find it interesting. Blah, 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 blah. Thanks for the hours of enjoyment. I hope the songs give you some back. I did blah, 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 because he started talking about download codes there, not because it was, mm. I was just kind of rushing past. <laughs> we just cutting off. He started talking about his sick sister, oh, God, actually, <laughs> and whether we can pimp her GoFundMe. And Jeremy just said, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. blah. Uh, yeah. Finally, remember, there's always more Gators in the bayou. Uh, <laughs> so we uh we actually used a song. I, t- I sent this guy a message back and said, "Hey, like uh, it's a really good cover of uh, the theme song. Can I use it?" And I believe it's at the end of our live episode that we did on uh, Wolverine X Men Origins Wolverine. And uh, I will more than likely use it at the end of this episode too, since it got brought up here as well. Yeah, let's do let's do a reminder. So yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to uh, to Eric and the little Derek big bangs. And, yeah, little big bangs. Um, yeah, and thanks, Eric. Um, we have no current plans that do Evolution or Wolverine and the X Men, but like. You know, we don't plan on ending the show, so the uh, there's a chance we'll definitely get to those. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on the immediate plans. We'll, we'll uh, reiterate our immediate plans at the end of this one. Yes. Um, yeah, so thanks, Eric. Um, Sam Bearer says, uh, and I use the last name because we use his last name all the time on on the network i can't read just sam yeah. or just samuel we have to we have I to guess. mention sam Barrett so that he gets his podcast credit like that's how this exactly works. Mm-hmm. exactly uh sam says uh do either of you have any sort of ritual involved in watching the x-men for the show or otherwise like without certain people or with a specific food or beverage uh thanks for keeping me watching the show sam uh, uh no no not really I, yeah no I mean, no, lately it depends on what we're watching. Yeah, yeah, lately with when it comes to the animated series, like my my my, my ritual is, um, you know, have a laptop in my lap and like take notes as I watch it because I, we want mm. want to be able to keep up with the show when we record the podcast or whatever, or note down like sound cues and stuff as they happen so that I can get them to Gary. But uh, no, like Autumn kind of checked out of the animated series pretty early. <laughs> she was like, "This is <laughs> this seems like a good time for you to have by yourself." And I was like, "Okay, sweetie, no problem." Uh, <laughs> But Fair she listen she she does listen to the show like she listens to the podcast and she's like this is more than enough for me like I don't need to watch the the shitty animated series to to enjoy this um so yeah this is just pretty much just me and the X Men like I you know maybe a beer but like may, probably not either like just kind of watching a show so for we're um we're watching something for for something we haven't announced yet um so the uh, uh we'll 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 talk about that eventually but we're watching a, a little bit of side content. And for that, my ritual is to be playing the Binding of Isaac and having like <laughs> music playing and doing as many possible things as I can to keep my attention because the thing that we watch definitely doesn't. Yeah, uh, um, I have I've struggled with making notes for that that unannounced thing because oh it boy. is yeah, it's yeah. rough. I'm halfway through it, and the the friction of putting in the second disc is stopping me from like, <laughs> like yeah, watching more of it. And uh, I've been sick, man. I, I I've got this like upper respiratory thing. Like all I'm doing is laying in bed, and I'm like, well. I can't really sleep because there's all these like stimulants in this uh, cold medicine I have. So I could, I could watch this thing or I could stare and like staring. It sounds real good. (laughs) So I've been doing a lot of staring instead. (laughs) Just stare at this and have a great time doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just looking at the ceiling, checking out, like guessing about it, you know, kind of figuring out the lore and the backstory, you know? So it's a, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. And you got, you guys will, will hopefully hear that, uh, sometime in the next, like, as of the time we're recording this in the next, like five weeks or something like that, four weeks, somewhere in there. Um, yeah. So thanks, Sam. Our next one is from, uh, Brian is, is this a Brian that's been mentioned on abject suffering a few times? Can I use his last name or is uh, this? Uh, no, this is a Brian who I interact with on Twitter and stuff, but not okay. a Brian who, uh, so this yeah, is just, uh, shows. this is just Brian. Uh, ever since the Japanese openings were brought to my attention, I've had to wonder if the audience in Japan still loved the show or were somewhat disappointed, especially when you see things like beast splitting the earth with a punch and looking off feral and Jubilee seeming to be kind of useful. In <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jubilee burn out of nowhere at the end of that, <laughs> Brian. Damn. <laughs> the, um, 
Yeah, Ju- Jubilee's skills mostly aren't in fight. It's mostly in medical technology and healing. Mm-hmm. And uh, fur um, untangling, if you're keeping up with so, the lore. So I, if, uh, <laughs> if I <laughs> buy those special scissors. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, uh, the the way I'm putting this together is that like if, if maybe if Japanese viewers felt catfished, because the opening for the, the Japanese version of uh, the, the, the cartoon is real big in anime, and then the cartoon is the same, though. So it looks like it's going to be like full of like you know feral beast and all the, these kind of things, and then when you get to the actual cartoon, it's just the same thing we're watching, you know, where it's like three frames of of Sabretooth holding a car, going you know twisting his torso back and forth while holding a car. Yeah, um, so selling you a bill of goods that you're not necessarily getting in the uh, in the comics, or excuse me, in the I, I would I would imagine that Japanese viewers don't feel that way because that's the same thing that happens with like the Mega Man cartoon which aired over there as well. I think that's, that's fairly normal for cartoons to have a, uh, a much more produced intro, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to, to the, the actual content of the show. I think that that's pretty normal. I know I always uh, get so catfish when, not. uh, when the manga I buy has a color on the cover and then, uh, just black and white yeah, on the inside. It. It's black Man, and white. Yeah. Give me every, give me every fucking time. Yeah. I don't, I'm just kidding. I, I, I don't buy manga. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing i i do like i do everyone you know for a little while it went around twitter where everyone's just like ever since i saw the japanese opening of this like there's a weird thing that pops up on twitter that the and it comes up with video game covers a lot too where it's like like oh man i can't believe we didn't get the cool japanese version of this and the little show version and sometimes it is cooler this is an example where i don't think it's cooler like i don't need to see the beast like punching the ground and and causing an earthquake like that just that just feels dumb, you know. And it, it, it's a thing to me that's a, one of the reasons that gets in the way of me enjoying anime is that it's always so over the top. Like it feels like there's no sense of weight to the action, and uh, and and this is no different from that. Like it just everything, uh, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. Like as much as Beast is annoying on the cartoon, like I, I like his abilities. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. he's he's kind of strong. He's pretty agile. You know, it feels like it, it's limited in a way that I that is a really appealing to me, as opposed to just making everybody equally powerful and all the power levels set to 10 <laughs> and then you know? and then like in the final episode let's rank them all up to 15 and where you're just well, exactly flying yeah, around and, everybody can fly all of a sudden that, that's why you end up with that like over nine thousand nonsense mm-hmm. you know in in is because everybody starts so high that they have to just keep pushing the the goalpost to make something a threat are you dissing my you chili know? powder is that what's happening right now i i love that chili powder man <laughs> like do have we talked about the chili powder on uh i don't think i, I don't shown up yet no no i don't i don't think it's appeared anywhere but yeah autumn ordered uh I've, we've been getting to making um chilies uh, i'm trying to bring my cooking game in 2018 i'm trying to like, trying to learn how to cook some shit and uh so started with the eat world's easiest food which is you know meat in a pot uh so autumn was like oh hey i found this like cool seasoning place and they have these chili spices we should pick up some and i was I said sure that's no problem she goes well wait they have two kinds i don't know which one to get and uh so she got both and when i opened up the package the first one was chili 3000 the chili of now and i was like well shit this is great i love this i love the this chili, a lot I, i'm really into the idea of the chili of now yeah yeah not like not, a real zeitgeist flavored chili not yesterday chili yeah <laughs> not, not not tomorrow chili and of course uh the second bottle was chili 9000 which was the <laughs> chili of tomorrow uh which contains all sorts of interesting stuff like you know like crushed chocolate and things um mm-hmm. and so, other spices that don't exist spices that don't exist yet yeah because it's it's chilly yeah. nine thousand yeah it will eventually you know exist like eventually our, our children's children's children will understand that kind of chili 
but but not us. <laughs> yeah, that's we, uh, we that's Cable's chili. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> Tyler's chili. <laughs> He's going to bring Tyler's chili nine thousand up, and, she, and it's going to be the you know the hope for mutant kind in the current world. <laughs> we need to make ch- the chili of tomorrow the chili of today. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, I, just, I love the idea of like just a little picture of Tyler with like a blaster <laughs> corner of a chili packet, like just like with his like shitty blank stare and his dumb blonde hair. Oh man. And then you get the uh, chili 9001, which is the strife clone chili. Sure. Sure. And then yeah. Deltron chili, which is just like yeah, the that- sci-fi <laughs> hip hop ep- epic of <laughs> Del- yeah. Delta funky homo sapien yeah. and yeah. Hubert. Yeah. Anyway, truly Andre 3000 was a chili of today. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you guys got to get that chili so I can hear about it. Mm-hmm. You have to eat it. Like I, I don't, I don't. It's not enough to hear about it. I need you guys to actually eat that chili. Well, we finally, we finally ran out of the chili that we, uh, we had put up. So now we are faced mm. with a very difficult decision of do we make? Because usually when I make a pot of chili, like we make a huge pot and then like I'll freeze it and I'll give some to to Mark, my father in law, and uh, you know, I'll, but we'll have it on hand. So it like takes us a while to get through it. So. Do you think I should make two small batches and what, do one of each? Or do you think I should make just one batch and just commit to one? I think you should make three and do uh, Chili 7000, which is half and half as well. See, that sounds like a, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess it would be, or Chili, it would be like Chili, what, 6000? Chili 6000. Chili 6000, um, yeah. The, the, yeah. What is the, mean, the Chili mean of 6000? <laughs> we need like a fucking like math formula yeah. behind it. Yeah, Chili math. Um, I, I would like to, I, I think that, um, you know, making both. Because I mean, it's a chili. Like at the end of the day, like I'm not trying to put put demands on your on your money, but like it's a chili packet. Like I can't imagine this is going to break the bank. Making a couple small batches and then saving half the powder. I think. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's, that's probably the best way to go. Uh, just and then you can know the difference, right? Like, mm-hmm. how else are you going to know which one is better? Like, if you commit to one and you go through chili that slowly, like it's gonna be a long time before you try the other one. So. Yeah, I just. I gotta try this chili, Gary. <laughs> I gotta try the I, I chili. I really like the idea of the chili of today, and I really like the idea of the chili of tomorrow. And then we're, I mean, even if it, if it had like like chili chili one, and it was like the chili of yesteryear, and like <laughs> like a picture of like a, like an old fashioned caveman woodland wood on a rocking chair or something like that, I think I would still be into that as well. Like just the idea of ascribing time to chili, uh, time for chili. Like I I, I like that. Look, look, time for chili. TTC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. I enjoy that quite a bit. So. Uh, well, yeah, I, I need to find such, such a thing here as well. I haven't, I haven't had real good chili in Portland. I'm sure it exists, but I haven't had it. So how was the I uh, made good chili? But how how was the boudin that you found in in, in Portland I'm, after I'm, after you came back? I'm here? glad you asked, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, when I went down to Louisiana, I, I was uh, turned on to the magic of boudin, you know, which is a a, a Cajun uh, sausage that has like rice and vegetables mm-hmm. uh, inside that's pre cooked. Um, I didn't like it that much. The uh, the actual stuff I expected the actual stuff to be better, of course. Um, but the, uh, the problem with this was it was too, uh, is a little bit too spicy, which I can, you know, I'm fine. Like I like spice. So that, that's easy, but it was too smoky. Like it was like, uh, they, they'd use just like real, like a lot of smoke and, uh, they have at the same butcher shop, they have a white boudin, which apparently is some kind of conversion kind of thing. Because you said that the boudin we had in, in Louisiana was white boudin and the other stuff is like blood sausage. Yeah. And here, that, that was apparently have, very like, wrong. <laughs> I found out later from autumn that that was totally wrong. Okay. I thought, <laughs> I assumed that the butcher shop by my house was wrong. Cause you know, you've got the, the Cajun blood within you. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, I thought you had it right. So the white boudin, which is like a chicken, uh, kind of boudin they have here. I, I'm going to try that next, uh, and see how that treats me. But the actual boudin, it's like, oh, I'm not going to get this again. Like it was, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a war crime, but it just wasn't as good. 
So I still haven't gone to like a restaurant. There's a couple like Cajun restaurants that have it. Yeah. Uh, that I, I want to check out, but still have not done that. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. It's a, uh, it's sausage chat. Man, I love encased meats. <laughs> Just wrap it up in some intestine and put it in a put it in a steamer and give it to me. <laughs> yeah, way way into it. There's got to be a, a character like Marrow, but like for for sausage. Like she just kind of like slips out sausages out of the joint. Who was that? Uh, who was that? Like plasma dude? Um, I feel like you could get encase some meat in that plasma. Uh, he was in the new X Men. Grant Morrison's run. He was like one of the kids that was running around with. Um, oh, uh, Glob Herman. Glob, the guy who yes. is like who is who is living wax. <laughs> okay, well maybe not. Yeah, maybe maybe back yeah. off of living well, wax. You, you can still like you could you can encase like a, a meat in a wax and you just have to peel it off. You know, or he would be good for cheese. You know, and there's definitely like if we get bova. Like so, we add to our culinary X Men crew that all just create food. We get Bova <laughs> to create a series of cheeses for us, and then we get Glob Herman to to melt and preserve that cheese. I don't want to talk to somebody or something that I have made cheese from. I just want to. No, I just want to make that like a hard a hard line. And like I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to. Like if I ever like if, no, if I, I met I don't a know cow, what you're saying at all. Like I, I can't really. I think that I don't I, understand why. How do you figure? If I met a if I met a cow and the cow was like, yeah, that parmesan you just ate that came from me, I'd be like, well, I'm very uncomfortable now. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to make it. I don't want to make a cheese out of something that can talk. Let me just. No, the uh, I I'm sure I know I've told this story on podcast before. I might have told it to you. Before and it's real gross. I, sh- I guess I should because I'm gonna tell it again because it's it couldn't be more related. I shouldn't have brought it up all the times I brought it up before, and I should wait for now. <laughs> and if you have a if you have a sensitive stomach, uh, maybe fast forward about 45 seconds. Oh, good. But uh, my my friend Austin, uh, uh, you know, sometimes like a male will lactate because you know men and women are basically have the same bodies with just a couple different you know switches flipped. So almost everything that that happens in in a man happens in a woman, and vice versa, right? So for a little while in his teenage years, he he kind of lactated. A little bit and it was a, a source of, of fun uh for everyone making fun of my buddy who my, my boy who would lactate and uh i kept trying to get him to make a cheese and then make his own like bespoke packaging with just like a big smile like big smile and picture him in the corner and just put it into stores like just like leave it on a shelf in the cheese section with like a little barcode so you could trick people into into getting it it's just like uh, the worst Banksy I've ever heard of. It would just be, it'd be for like, yeah, it's gross, man. It would just be for a prank. And, there, and, and like, there's a I label on it that just says capitalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would just be like, like, you know, Austin's finest or something like that. And just have a picture of him smiling. Keep you know, just Austin like real weird. Grim. Keep Austin yeah, weird. Like, the cheese. <laughs> yeah. It would be weird, man. Because like somebody's out there, man, I saw a Craigslist ad recently for somebody wanting to make human milk or human cheese recently it's fucking you can make cheese out of any milk and that's gross and it reminds me of the fact that like in some countries like they just don't they think the fact that we eat cheese is the most disgusting thing in the world because mm-hmm, because it, mm-hmm. it is kind of gross right like if you actually look at it but i love it so much so it's just very arbitrary like this animal is good to make cheese from but this like i wouldn't eat dog cheese why you know it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me that like a goat cheese is good but a dog cheese is bad like it's all arbitrary do you know do you know why because i feel like the french have been making cheese for about five thousand years now give or take give or take i mean i haven't looked at a history book in a little while but roughly five thousand years uh and i have to imagine that they would have at least tried that a few times and been like nope it's not good yeah maybe it just doesn't taste good and like some of the cheese that the french like i think taste horrible so if they think that the dog cheese is bad you know what i'm saying like i just i just want to rely upon the i want to stay upon the shoulders of giants and declare that dog <laughs> cheese is bad <laughs> you're probably right that's probably what it is like we've probably tried to make cheese out of everything we make cheese from and mm-hmm. the cheeses that have survived through history are the good tasting cheeses exactly yeah that probably makes sense however bova 
cow. Which is funny because all of the good cheese is named American cheese when I go to Subway. So that's funny that this just started that way. I don't know who I don't know who American cheese was in the in, in BC, but thank you, Dude, America cheese. I, I have not had a slice of American cheese like since I moved out from my mom's house. <laughs> like a craft like, single. Ameri- yeah, I, like this, just the idea of like just like like eating a craft single like a like a bunch of grapes like laying on my back on a chaise lounge mm-hmm, and dipping mm-hmm. a craft single into my throat makes me kind of gag a little bit. You got to do the like, uh, you got to do the four way the the turn like where you fold it over in half and then fold it over in half again oh, and it yeah. makes the perfect writ size like, like the cheese flag block. folding ceremony yeah exactly. absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the craft single <laughs> fucking gross dude please 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 read luke's email <laughs> and i can uh no, 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 I, <laughs> this was this one's in the middle this, this was pretty long so if you want to if you want me to jump in the middle i can because it's it's kind of no, I, I i hopefully got it well we, we shall see <laughs> um luke luke says what are your guys' thoughts on different cheeses you can make from Mexico? <laughs> I think that Bobo would make the best cheese. <laughs> Fucking Luke! <laughs> Damn it, Luke! No, <laughs> uh, no Luke actually says, uh, uh, Alright, lads, uh, I just got done listening to the Wolverine Origins episode, and while it was great to listen to, I don't feel like you called the film out enough for the way it specifically fucks with the X-Men mythos. The two issues which stand out to me. Cyclops doesn't shoot laser beams, he shoots concussive force. In the film, they are portrayed very deliberately as heat rays, more like Superman than Psyche. It legitimately bothered me probably more than it should. Two, why can't adamantium bullets suddenly why can adamantium bullets suddenly penetrate Wolverine's skull? That's not how indestructibility works. That's not how anything works. <laughs> Making a bullet from, from metal doesn't make it magically be able to shoot through that metal. And if it punctured Logan's skull, he can't uh, grow back the adamantium bones. So does he just have this hole in his skull for the rest of the series? I considered uh, how often he gets shot. Uh, Somebody should have gone through, uh, something should have gone through that hole at some point and punctured his brain again. Good to get that off my chest. Well, um, let's actually address those and then move on with the rest of it. Yeah. That, so let's split that, up our responses just because there's a lot there. Number one is uh, like, yeah, the, the comics don't even address this with any kind of consistency. Like this has been a big point of contention with basically anybody that reads X-Men comic books is you'll get a new artist or a new writer on X-Men and they just treat uh, not just Cyclops. Like Cyclops is kind of the most glaring example of this in a lot of times, but um, a lot of X-Men powers get treated completely differently. And that's why you have stuff like, Oh, uh, you know, Bobby can now control molecules of water or something because Iceman, yeah. you know, and Cyclops is putting out fires with his concussive blast, but also lighting birthday cake candles. So like this is, it definitely bothers you more than it should because you should just embrace not giving a fuck like we have and just like whatever quality Cyclops content you can get your hands on is, is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, that, that stuff does will kind of bother me sometimes, but it, it always feels to me like it's a, uh, Whenever a writer does something like that to get their way out of a, a a jam, like a plot jam, they could just have him have a blaster or something like that, you know. And I'd rather have him do cool power shit than just be like, "Good thing I brought my heat ray thing." Like this would this doesn't apply to the movie, but just in general in the comics, that inconsistency. Like I'm okay with with powers being a little bit fast and loose because they could they could do the same thing with like a device, and I I don't I want to see less devices. In general, in the movie, I think. What do you think about having a device that's powered by concussive beams that lights stuff Ooh. on fire? <laughs> maybe, it could be like a setting on his visor. Yeah, yeah, like you it's know, like, like a refract. Like if I if I tune my crystal my crystal quartz at a certain uh, you know frequency, then I can send out fire beams as opposed to concussive beams, and then healing beams, and then uh, not gene beams, and then oh, man, healing beams. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can I? 
that that might be a, a bridge. And I think in the movie, the reason why we didn't bring it up in the movie is because like Cyclops com- comes in pretty late, and there's just so much to talk about. Like I, I the idea of somebody being like, "Man, you guys are pretty easy on that movie." Like I don't, I don't remember being easy on it at all. Like I'm being pretty mad about it. There were so, four yeah, guys I, on that podcast, and we spent like an hour and a half, or I think about two hours, like just just dogging that movie to death. Yeah, there's there's not very much to like about it. So we were pretty shit. You know, we were pretty pretty cranky about it. Um, but there is, uh, you know, to, to your point, you're probably right about that. Um, the second bit, like you're definitely right about that too. But like, again, like I just, they, they could have just said like, oh, it's like a, a special vibranium something or other, you yeah. know, they, they could, they could use other sciencey things. This is just kind of simpler, you know, and having that bullet is really necessary for, uh, for Logan to work, uh, that, that movie. And, and it's it, that they, I think that what they bought with that compromise was worth buying. Yeah, and I I don't even mind like it's a special kind of gun that sends adamantium slugs at a certain frequency that will literally penetrate anything, including adamantium walls, right? Because yeah. you know just whatever science bullshit you need around that. And then to his other point about the bones, like he doesn't have adamantium bones; he has adamantium coated bones. So like his skull yeah. can, in theory, his skull would grow back, but he would just not like it would be not that part wouldn't have metal anymore, right? Like it would just yeah. Be normal well, that, skull. That's what Luke is saying. Like mm-hmm. he would he would have these little holes in the adamantium coating, mm-hmm. and that somebody should have hit that before too. I think that's probably true. Like um, you know, somebody probably would have would have hit it because he takes a lot of bullets. At the same time, though, like I'm imagining reading the comic and having somebody like accident like it's just super non dramatic to have somebody accidentally hit the exact right spot, right? And just like well, you know. Lucky, lucky me, I guess, you know, you could do an arc about it where like, what would be cool is if you had a character who like researched, like you studied security footage of all the fights that Wolverine's been in where adamantium bolts were in play and it was like, okay, you know, freeze frame on the spot he needs to aim for and then like snipes him from, you know, that would be kind of cool. Like that would have been a cool way to do the actual death of Wolverine as opposed to having him like turn and get coated in adamantium, which was, which was not cool. So it's just, it's just the fact that they haven't done a story like actually about it, but I don't want to see it happening randomly. Yeah, agreed. Um, just because I, mean, I just don't feel like it's very dramatic. There's a reason that there's a reason that superheroes don't just die randomly in a comic books, and that's because that's boring. <laughs> like if yeah, yeah. if Cyclops just got like run over by well, I mean it would be funny, but not necessarily compelling, right? Like it would be kind of it would be it'd be it'd be shitty. Like it'd be funny yeah. in a certain way if, if he just got ran over by a bus, but at the same time it wouldn't be a very good comic. So. Yeah, and narrative conceit. Um, moving on to <clears throat> the rest of uh, Luke's response. While I'm writing in, I had some generic questions I've been meaning to ask for a feedback episode, so I'll tack them on here if that's okay. It looks like Disney might be able to get their hands on the X-Men soon. Would you want to see them folded into the MCU? For me, the X-Men always work best when they keep uh, the other superheroes at arm's length. The whole mutant metaphor falls through when other superheroes exist and are treated with adoration. Uh, you spoke about liking X-Men 3 simply, or liking that X-Men 3 simplified Juggernaut by making him a mutant. Did you feel that same way about the Phoenix? For my own money, the version of the Phoenix uh, is just a repressed part of Jean's own personality and power, and that's much more effective. Uh, lastly, you've spoken a couple times about the problems with open-ended storytelling a la comic books. If you were to change, uh, if you were in charge of some X-Men property, be it film, comic, cartoon, or whatever, how would you like to see it end? Assuming that all good storylines had played out, and you'd prune the worst excesses of the canon, would be the ideal final story for this world and characters. Cheers for reading, and thanks for the amazing work you guys do. Luke. This, uh, so the first question is, like, what do we want to see? How do we want to see the X-Men get folded into the MCU? Um, since since Luke wrote this in, that, that deal passed. That deal, like, went through. Yeah, it's that like, is going to happen at some point. That, that will happen at some point. And, you know, um, Huge Jackman has also said that if uh, they put <laughs> Wolverine in the in the Avengers, that he'll come back for that role. Like, he'll, he'll reprise that role if, yeah. if he gets to be in the MCU. 
Uh, I don't necessarily want that. I don't know, like in the current MCU and like how all this stuff is working. I'd, I'd want to see very small stories, like just the way the same way I've been rewatching a lot of the MCU in the lead up to Avengers Infinity War because I'm that nerd. And mm-hmm. uh, we watched uh, a bunch of the movies leading up to the first Avengers movie. And by the time you get to that first Avengers movie, it's a remarkable how much you know about every single person on screen the moment that you see them. Even like mm-hmm. s- smaller parts like Agent Coulson or, you know, even Black Widow. Like Black Widow had been fairly fleshed out before that movie, even though she hasn't had her own movie. I would want to see something like that. I would want to see them take their uh, like a tremendous amount of time and not necessarily jump to the Guardians of the Galaxy spinoff with you know Thor there or anything like that. Um, like do a small teenage story and have these and have Kitty Pride run across Spider Man. Like they did that in the Ultimate X Men series, and I really liked that that kind of dynamic relationship that they had because they were teenagers and they were both super superheroes, right? Like so, it was kind of interesting and cool to see those two interact. Um, but that slow buildup is what Marvel, I think, excels at when it comes to these properties, especially the MCU mm-hmm. nowadays. That's that's what I would want to see. I don't want to see X-Men the movie. I would want to see – and I don't know what those characters are. Like, I don't know if you start with a Cyclops or you start with Storm or you, or whatever. Like, But I, I would want to see a buildup from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that would be definitely what we would need to see. Um, I think most people are guessing they would treat it like they're redoing the Avengers. Right. Like the X-Men is the second biggest at the time forever was the biggest Marvel team. Right. Like the Avengers only gained cachet relatively recently, you know, and largely because of the movie. So they would have to do those individual movie origins uh, to build up the X-Men. Um, as far as how that would integrate with the rest of the the MCU, I agree. Keeping them separate is good because it's like all of a sudden you're introducing mutants, right? Like. All of a sudden, there are mutants in this world where they've made it kind of a plot point that it's a big deal that these gods are about and kind of walking around. So having really limited cameos, like I, I actually wouldn't mind like Hugh Jackman showing up as an Avenger if they do like new Avengers, you know, even just for a movie like that wouldn't bother me um, having them. But I don't want to see like Avengers versus X-Men, really. Exactly. Like yeah. that's that stuff is too uh, feel feels like that's a lesser storyline, even in the comics. And like having that pop up in the movies. I just don't imagine audiences are going to be there for it. Really? You know, I mean, they handled civil war really well, but I, I don't trust them to do that. So keeping them as like cameo style, uh, would be the way that I, that I would do it. Like beast joins the Avengers in the comics mm-hmm. and like him showing up as a new Avenger would also be okay with me if they got him, you know, him looking right. You know, I would be okay with that too. Like doing those, those kind of like the, the, those little bits of crossover like that. Yeah. I'm into like Scarlet, Witch having a presence. You know, maybe joining the X Men, and that's also that's also going to be really weird since he already has a presence. <laughs> Quicksilver's yeah, already yeah, yeah. dead, so spoilers, I yeah. guess. Whoops. Um, how would you well, feel? Quicksilver wouldn't show up, but like, yeah. yeah, I just mean like once the the X Men show up, you know, because Magneto would have to show up mm-hmm. and and retrofitting her origin, you know, to be in, involved in that. Like, I think you could do some kind of neat stuff. I don't. Um, as I get older, like I get a little less like into some of the continuity wanking like i like something that recontextualizes what we know but i think it just has to be done really carefully you know you can you can you can get real clever clever with just like here's a new perspective on the scene you've already seen um and 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 i I like that i think it can be done well but i just think it has to be done super carefully how would you feel if uh mutants came about for some like weird uh, like ex- the humans are exposed to a substance like from Vision or Tony Stark or like one of the existing like Doctor Strange fucks up somehow and like all of a sudden now that we're getting like mutants born in the world you know what I'm saying like how would you feel about mm-hmm. the, that kind of being the because the 
you know, the mutant metaphor was always like nuclear, uh, you know, nuclear fallout, like creating this weirdness in our, our we, we developed the nuclear bomb. These are the children of the atom. Like this is the reason this is coming out. So like to have that kind of, um, kind of starter for the origin for the, for the mutant gene to come out. Like, do you think that'd be cool or, or not? Um, I think that it would be tricky with timelines just mm-hmm. because th- those kids would just be being born around now. Like it would have to be, um, like, I don't think we could see it happen. It'd be like something because Tony Stark did 10 years ago without meaning to. It's, or it's, his guess, dad did. Or his dad. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Something like that. Like I think you, you, or like whoever was the sorcerer Supreme, like make it, um, like the, 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 the wise one or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. Tilda Swindon is in Dr. Strange, like make it something that happened well before. And I think that would be cool, you know? And, and I think that we could see the mutants start to get their power and that would be, would be fine. I don't want to see them get born, you know, like, cause then unless they do like a time jump after infinity war, which I kind of think they might, um, just based on, I think some people are going to die and they're going to, like, I think the next movie that comes out after that will be a little bit later in, in, in Ant-Man two. It's going to be a weird ride. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the, uh, you know, it just, well, it feels like that's just going to have to be like some kind of change. Right. Cause it's mm-hmm. the end of the first, first movement or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think you could, you could retrofit and have it tied into, you know, cause that, that's probably smart. Like have it be tied into either like super soldier, you know, maybe it's, it's like test subjects from the super soldier. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're kids, you know? So it's like, they didn't get the, uh, the powers, but it skipped a generation. So all those rejects that didn't turn into Captain America, like their, their children, like you could also, I think you could do a lot with like changing it fundamentally for the movies. Right. Like, so as opposed to making it, uh, you could ditch the metaphor. Like I think X-Men works best when it has the, the mutant metaphor and stuff, but for the movies, like you could simplify that a lot instead of making it be like every 20th person is, has superpowers because that fucks up everything that's already established. Like there's, there's 30 mutants, you know, like keep it really, really limited. And uh, I think that would also be okay. You'd have to, you'd have to redo it from the ground up. It wouldn't be the same thing, but it would play nicer with what they've already done. And what they've already done is worth protecting. Like it's a, we, we talked about this as kind of uh, kind of a joke, but like eventually this, I think this podcast will probably just turn into like a general, like Marvel on screen podcast. Absolutely. I can't can't imagine us not doing the other Marvel movies at some point. And because like, as much as there's a backlash and people, you know, there, there's, there's kind of like, people don't like it. Like I'm, remain impressed and very in favor of the MCU. Like everything I've seen has been surprisingly good. There is that, the meme about that most ambitious crossover thing. And it's like, yeah, sure. But also this is really fucking ambitious. Like we've never seen a movie that is, has this much lead up to it. You know, like there's like, what is it? Like, 15 movies or something that that will all play a part in this one movie yeah it's that we're gonna see in a couple weeks that's crazy like it's it's really cool it's very cool like you don't there's no the urge to immediately undercut that and shit on it i don't really understand like well i get it because it's the internet like that's what that's what well yeah exactly that's what cool guys on the internet it's just what happens yeah you know but i kind of hate it like because it's even though you know some of these movies are like C minus movies. Like most of them are really good. Like most, you know, most of them are B and above and like just keeping that batting average for this long is something to be kind of respected, you know? And I'm really, I think it's cool to be a part of it. Like, I think it's cool to see it in my lifetime. Like, and uh, I don't want that to be fucked up. So like just adding this whole other thing that kind of ruin, I don't want the X-Men to ruin it, you know? And if that means that the, there has to be a cinematic version of the X-Men that is di- pretty different than the X-Men I love, like I'm willing to, to go with that. Oh yeah. And I I think you, because the previous movies have, have 
done a reasonably good job of keeping those those x-men stories kind of similar or if not the same as the comic books like mm-hmm. having having a new take on that would be fine like we've already like the people that yeah, want they're not the, going anywhere yeah the people that want those yeah. those x-men movies like hey you've got those like there's like eight of those like go 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 watch those movies so you know let let us like let marvel kind of mix and match with what how they want to do this and i i totally agree with you like we shouldn't have 150 mutants at, at all like I, I want it to be a very very small cast to have these powers be kind of focused on and be weird and like get so you get to know all of these characters in, in different ways so you know and just and just there's no there's no rush like introduce them slowly like eventually maybe mutants will be a big thing but like seeing that actually happen would be really cool what they can't do is just be like actually this whole time that you were watching the avengers you know when you watch the climax of the avengers and all these people were dying and needed the superheroes to save them there were uh you know, 7,000 superhero beings who just lived there and didn't do anything about it. <laughs> you know, like you can't really do that. Like they do, they did, did some retrofitting stuff with, um, with, uh, Spider-Man or something like that. Right. Like where it's like, they show the, the kind of thing. And he was, uh, I think they showed like, he mentions that, that incident in Spider-Man, but mostly he was just a little kid then. So he didn't do anything like you can't have just like, Oh, a bunch of people just sat on their hands for no reason. And if you start doing those kind of retcons over and over and over again, like eventually that just gets so unwieldy that it's just not going to work. Yeah, absolutely. So, so changing it significantly, I think is, is a good idea and I'm here for it, you know, no matter what, like I'm really curious and I trust the MCU people more than I trust the X-Men people at this point. Like I like the, those X-Men movies, but like there's more bad X-Men movies and there are bad MCU movies and they're, they're less like visionary. They're less of a, a single kind of solid, you know, solitary vision. Mm-hmm. that i i trust the people who are doing these avengers movies significantly more same so even if i like the x-men more than i like the avengers in general and we have a whole so. uh we have a whole other x-men movie to get through before that's ever going to happen like we still have this uh i don't yeah. know if, i don't know that they've named it but it's definitely going to be like the phoenix the phoenix movie coming that's the sequel to apocalypse starring all those kids so. yeah i think i think it's called x-men phoenix is it okay. um, I, th- I thought they named it yeah hmm. the um and and i'm excited for that too like it, it's been it's been a minute and i rewatched apocalypse and it's better than i remember it like while not being particularly good, but it's definitely better than I remember it being like enough to where I want to see the Phoenix one. Yeah. So speaking um, of the Phoenix, the second question is all about changing the Phoenix's storyline to kind of remove that, um, the Cosmo origin of Phoenix and have yeah, it be her yeah, repressed yeah. anger. And, uh, I, I agree with Luke that I like, like as much as I, I kind of like all of the cosmology of the X-Men, like I've, I've said before in this podcast, like when the, once they go in space, they kind of lose me, especially when they start talking to bird people. So the, the mm-hmm. less, the less I, I have to deal with that, the better off. But um, this is a very, very non sequitur spoiler for the new season of Legion. There's a a guy mm-hmm. who's like a scientist dude, and he's inspecting this thing, and he's like, "Wow, man, this 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 technology looks weird, but I know it's not Shiar." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." Oh, hey. So, so they're huh. and and literally never mentioned again. So I, like that's not a significant spoiler or anything, but it's you know just a casual mention, which makes me think that somebody over at Marvel is like, "Hey, if you have the room." Put put the word CR yeah. in your yeah, <laughs> somewhere in there, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree too. Like, I think the metaphor works on its own. Like, just the idea of Phoenix just being super super powerful mm-hmm. and just having this repressed side is is stronger than there being a like a you know a, a, a cosmic force that does it. You know, even though there are some good stories that are done with that cosmic force, you know, I I agree that it's better if it's just Gene. Um, and then finally kind of like how we'd want to see these perpetual stories. end. um, I think that ending with the ellipses is the best way to do it actually. So like the, um, like a way that implies future stories. So weirdly enough, like I like the way the cartoon did it, 
where yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it asks a question rather than does a, a, a statement. Like, what are the X-Men without Charles Xavier? Like, that's an interesting question. You can kind of leave that open. Or the way that Logan did it, which it's like, hey, there's these kids, they escaped. You know, we talked about that during that episode. And like, I'm not, I, I would go see a movie that was the adventures of those kids. At the same time, like, I'm okay with that just being like this hopeful ending. Like, hey, the struggle goes on. You know, it's an end for a character. It's not an end for a concept. And and I, I kind of like that. I, I do too. Like that, yeah. the, the asking a question at the end as opposed to trying to, what what I don't like to see. I mean, so there's a, um, I, I, I do like it when a show goes out of its way to tell you the, the exact ending for every single thing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the, the name of the HBO show that did this so well about, um, the the family that owned the funeral home and I, I'm coming up blank, but it does not matter. Six feet under six feet under did this. Like the, the final episode yeah. of that show, like traces out where all of those people live and what they do and how they, how they like, I would be okay with that, but I don't know that that would really work for the X-Men. I really like the idea of being like, okay, the old way is gone. Here is the new way. Like whether that's with new characters or old characters or whatever, but like, you know, this, this has been done. So now we're, we're into a new phase and, it just leaves your imagination running. Like what could that possibly be? So way more into yeah, that and than, we, than we, answering questions. Yeah. And you, and you don't need to, uh, you don't need to close that door. You know, it can, it can be like open, like maybe at some point if they decide to open it back up, they can, it just doesn't have to be though. Yeah. So the, um, yeah, man, uh, the end of the wire, yeah. like the wire yep. ends really well and mm-hmm. tells you, you know, every character gets closure. Yeah. That's also, and and, and I love that. Like, yeah, there's ways to do it that are really good. But I think the X Men, like, um, there's a there's a Chris Claremont comic that is called X Men: The End, and it's a set of three uh, mini series that are supposed to be his ending of it, and it's legitimately one of the worst comics that have ever come out. Yeah, I've read some of that. Um, It's not good. Yeah, it's excruciating, and I I think that it's it's really hard to to do that. You know, like actually try to wrap everything up, and and he, you know, he. He knows that you know, for everything you can say about Chris Claremont, he knows those characters pretty well. Like he, he spent, you know, their golden age with them. Uh, it's just, uh, he couldn't do it, you know? So I'd rather just have it not probably not be done. Like just get to a new status quo that resolves a theme and resolves characters, but does not resolve the entire concept. So into it. Yeah. We're going to follow does, uh, what does, what does David say? We're going to follow that extremely lengthy email from my little email from David. <laughs> Uh, our friend at Thrinsda, who's always talking to us online on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. He says, which character do you wish you could have seen more of over the course of the series? Who, if anyone, do you wish hadn't been on the show? Um, oh. So I definitely could use more Longshot and Mojo. Like we've got, we got just yeah. a, a tiny taste of those two. And especially Mojo uh, was, was some of my favorite stuff across the animated series. Like that, that first episode of the, the Mojo verse, I think it was called is like, was just so much fun. And it was completely different and strange compared to what the rest of the series had been up to. And really even following that, like they didn't really, I'm not gonna say that's the best episode because I'm not really willing to commit to that just off the top of my dome. But uh, it was, it's one mm-hmm. of my favorite episodes and it's, it's hard to think of another one that does it better than that. So for me, it's Mojo. It would be cool if um if Longshot joined the the team for a little bit, you know. Like I w- I would have liked to have seen maybe like the the show is not very dynamic by the by the nature of Saturday morning cartoons, but it would have been kind of cool if some people came and went for a time. Like what if like you know Beast went and joined the Avengers for a little bit, you know, what, like like he does in the comics, and then you know Longshot came on or Psylocke came on for a time, mm-hmm. you know, or Angel. You know, I think that would have been kind of cool to shake up those dynamics, like perhaps outside the scope of the show, but I think that would have been neat. 
Um, and that kind of answers both questions. Like I would have liked to have seen some people take a rest. You know, they're definitely near the end of the, the series. It definitely seemed like they were, they were leaning on Jubilee a little bit more than she could bear. Uh, you know, every episode having Jubilee as a, as a main character and point of view character <laughs> seemed unnecessary to me. Like have her go and, uh, and, and start teaching at Generation X and just have that be a cameo. Like have that be an episode about her adjusting and then have her rotate out and have somebody come in for a little bit. Yeah. Would have been really cool. And, um, as far as just people, I'm surprised I would have liked to have seen it all. Like, um, it would have been, I'm kind of surprised there's no shadow cat that shows up. Me too. Even that for seems a cameo like- or anything. We get Iceman, we get Angel, we get everybody, but shadow cat's so important to the X-Men and she doesn't show up at all. And just while we're talking about, um, Iceman showing up, like more X Factor, please. Like that, that, that yeah, one episode with uh, more, X Factor. More other superhero teams. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, so like, good. Like just, mm-hmm. Yeah, like having just the idea that they're around, I think is really cool. Um, and though every time they showed up, it was, it was definitely a delight. So, yeah. Do you want to take uh, Trons as well? Yeah, since, sure. Uh, that one was so short. Uh, Tron says, This is my good buddy, Tron. I like Tron a lot. Um, Thank you for a great show. I have been a fan of the X Men for many years, both movies and comics, and have followed Days of Future Cast since the first episode launched back in 2016. Was it 2016, Gary? That seems, that doesn't seem right. Uh, Mm hmm. It's a highlight of my podcast week and I always look forward to an episode dropping, but I have never watched an episode of the animated series. I know the characters and storylines from comics, movies, and games, but have never seen the actual show you were describing. I had some plans to start watching at one point, but I'm having so too much fun with your descriptions and the occasional sound clip to ever really start watching the show because it can only disappoint. Da-da-da. So, now, as you are wrapping up the animated series, I have some highly relevant questions. Which X-Men characters would form the ultimate musical supergroup, and what would their weird and fantastic music video look like? Which X-Men character would be best suited to join our hunks in a crossover with Supernatural? And uh, keep going with whatever you want to cover. You guys are awesome. P.S. Gary suddenly dropping into his gambit voice is Chef Finger's kissing sound fantastic and needs to happen more. Thank you. That last sentence is... I I would do it now, but... My throat is very bad. Dance, monkey, dance. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, my, my, uh, I, I have a really bad, I, we went to Milwaukee and I came back with a really terrible infection. Yes. So I, I don't want to put my vocal cords through anything that they don't want to yeah. do. Doing the, the path of least, re- this is the throat of least resistance. <laughs> so, uh, it's a really gross that's, concept. It's really, it's really, it's, yeah. it's Something I think we've talked about before too. Like that rings a, a, a that rings a bit bell in my head for some reason. <laughs> Where we talked about we talked about throat something funny. and I don't remember what it was. I know we we've done we've definitely done talking throat, but I don't know if throat <laughs> of least resistance has shown up yet. So <laughs> the um but but Gamba will be back. Um yeah. the uh yeah. So um and I would also I'd say like it's even if you like the show and, and have watched it, like the show is still kind of, or like the, the cartoon is still worth checking out an episode just to see some of this bonker shit. Like even if you just like us dunking on it and stuff, like some of the stuff does need to be seen to be believed. So not, not trying to make you uh, <clears throat> put demands on your time or anything, but it is a, uh, you know, never say never. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, musical supergroup is a really hard one because like, is this, is this like we would want to see members of the X-Men join our favorite bands or is this like to form mm. their own, their own supergroup? Or, like, are they doing cover? Like, do we have a Devo cover band that we're trying to put together? Like, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? I was thinking, the, the way I read the question was they, they would just form a band. Okay. You know, so I imagine it would be like Dazzler teaches everybody, like, instruments. Yeah, Lena Shaney shows up, right? And does, yeah, and Lena Shaney and Dan are, Dan, Dazzler are, like, the two, uh, not Dazzler. 
like the male Dazzler from an alternate universe. <laughs> Dazzler. It's Dazzler. The guy, it's, it was the uh, other offshoot of Cheers besides Frasier was Danzler. Yes. <laughs> Danzler. Um, but, the, you know, and then they, they teach everybody. So you'd think like, you know, Beast has to play the drums, right? Like he, he talks about that in a comic and also like he's a big guy, lots of stamina, upper body strength. Jubilee's on, the, Jubilee's on that cowbell. Yep. Jubilee's on the cowbell slash tambo. Mm-hmm. Um, and Light Show, the pyrotechnics. You know, we got uh, Cyclops uh, starts the metronome and then stares at it as it, as it goes and then stops <laughs> it on time. Uh, just like slowly nodding with a look of intense concentration mm-hmm, on his mm-hmm, face. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I feel like Wolverine would think that he could like be the next slash, but it would just be really, really derivative of every single like he would be looking at Guitar Magazine and like trying to figure out how to play November Rain, but he would never be able to come up with his own original shit, right? Like well, he's he would, a super old man too, right? Like he'd probably sit down to play guitar and it'd probably sound like um like Cole Porter. Like he's he's, he's a super old dude, so it's sure. like the ink spots, you know? Um we we never we never thought about that, but I love the idea of Wolverine just being like way into twenty shit because that's when he was a teen. That would be you really. Know, like, that would be really funny. Yeah, absolutely. I'm into this. Yeah. <laughs> this, this whole they should, plot line they would be do good. more. Like they like. Man, how come that never came up with um, him and Captain America, or that never comes up when they they hang out in the New Avengers? Like the fact that they're both kind of men out of time. Like all that stuff that Captain America was into when he was a kid. Like Wolverine do that stuff. Seems like they should do more with that. Yeah, you know, um, like in that. I think it's Cap Two, where Captain America has the uh, the list of shit that he needs to check out to try to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like him and Wolverine, like a buddy cop, him and Wolverine movie of going through. Like, okay, time to introduce you to Pulp Fiction. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that'd, that'd be, be a fun. Great. That'd be a fun watch. Yeah, I'd watch that webisode. Um, <laughs> I'd watch that DVD feature. One hundred percent. Uh, um, you've never seen this TV show Supernatural. Uh, no, but I did see a couple of spheres of the Midwest Gaming Classic that were labeled Dean Winchester. So <laughs> I think I know a thing or two. <laughs> now I have to go dig that tweet out because I sent that to the Supernatural experts from uh, my, my podcast, Monster of the Week, and uh, nobody knew what the fuck that was. It was just two blobs <laughs> labeled as Dean Winchester, which is just the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my life. Two, like kind of gross organic looking like seeds or something it like that. It was so like, gross. They were. I feel, I feel like somewhere there's, there's like, you know, um, like, like Martian Maniacs Nuts is on a, di- a different statue of Dean Winchester <laughs> and where somebody else on a whole different podcast is having. I just saw this sign and it was yeah. calling Dean Winchester the Martian Manhunter's nuts. I don't get it. I just don't yeah. understand what that is. <laughs> uh. Uh, I mean, Gambit is is kind of a a choice here because he's 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 got that like roguish charm that the that the the Winchester boys kind of pull off, but he's not really like he's such a he's such a bad person sexually that I, I don't know that I would want to. Of course, I mean Sam Winchester does fuck werewolves, so yeah, mm. and 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 Gambit would do that. Yeah, yeah, totally. So they have a lot to talk about. What if uh, what if the the Winchester boys like ended up like hunting Beast? Without really knowing who he was, or like they ended up hunting one of the X Men. You know, there was a uh, very early on that they they did this feint uh, where Sam Winchester and talking to his brother Dean, where Dean was like, "No, no, we have to kill this thing," and he's, you know, what that's what we do. We hunt monsters, and Sam Winchester responds, "We don't hunt monsters. We hunt evil." Like I'd love to see that play out with the, with the mutants, right? Like with having them hunt Beast, and then all of a sudden, like have to have the conversation, like, "Well, sure, he's blue and furry, but he's really nice, and he he's dating a blind chick. Like maybe we should just leave this one alone." <laughs> He's got a more stable home life than we do. Maybe we should just walk away. I mean, I know I don't I don't know that show, but like it would be really cool if like, oh, 
you know, they get reports or however they, they get new missions of like, you know, there, there's monsters in the sewer or whatever. And it turns out to be the Morlocks and like ends up being a group of people living under the uh, thing who have like powers and stuff. Like, I think you could actually do that crossover pretty well. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. did, they, they, they landed the Scooby natural like, crossover. So I'm yeah. pretty confident they can do just about whatever they want to now. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, you're up with our, uh, our penultimate message. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, for some reason I thought there was a, a, a third question there. Um, Solzar says, uh, via, uh, contact here. Um, dear Gary and Jeremy, I've been listening to the show for a while, but I recently went back to the first episode. It reminded me of the reason I enjoy the show so much. I can really get behind your views on the X-Men in so many ways. I share a significant amount of the exact likes and dislikes. I'm also a person who loves the X-Men of the 90s, even if it was ridiculous and over the top. Um, I'll probably listen to these episodes again in the future, several times. Keep casting pods about the awesome Marvel animation, please. I hope you do consider doing the whole of the Spider-Man animated series from the 90s. I love that almost as much as I did the X-Men. Thanks for the podcasts. Um, thank you yeah we were just talking about that like uh we're definitely gonna do the crossover episodes first but i think there's a good chance we'll go back and, and just cover the spider-man show because it's it's goofy yeah i was putting together the schedule and um I, I think we've talked about like i don't have any experience with this show at all uh with the with the spider-man show so i was going through the wikipedia's trying to pull out the x-men crossover episodes and then just like skimming through these descriptions of like there's one episode called spider-man hates clones that i <laughs> i mean that just sounds like it's gonna be a gosh darn good time <laughs> so i'm kind of into yeah. it uh <laughs> But yeah, no, and Gary's always is very careful about this, and I am too. Like, no, no promises on anything because we don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. We want to we don't want to trap. We want to underdeliver and underpromise. So that's what we're going for. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, um, our last message is yeah. from is from uh, John at ninety nine dexterity. Uh, he's John is a really nice guy. I talked to. <clears throat> I talked to him a lot. You're fine. I talked to him a lot on uh, on on the internet as well. So uh, he says the '90s animated series was a huge part of my childhood, and in some ways, I maintain a great deal of nostalgia for it. However, having gone back through it with you guys, I realize it's not quite as good as I remember. Although there are certainly some good points. I'm ecstatic to see where the podcast goes from here. Although you've already given a rough layout, which has me thoroughly excited. P.S. I've taken several clips from the podcast and turned them into my text tones and ringtones. <laughs> <laughs> Upon hearing them, friends ask where it's from, and I'm always quick to recommend DOFC and Duck feed in general personal favorites have been banshee screams and the energy blast huh jingle from season one thanks for all the laughs and contents i will i wish you both a great day john thanks john really appreciate that yeah i, l- I really love the idea of that screech being a um a ringtone but that <laughs> and i'm not going to go back <laughs> yeah. through like I, I i wish i had saved a bunch of that stuff i didn't save a lot of it um I, and i mean i could go get it from the episode or whatever but i'm just i'm just not going to go do that because <laughs> it's hard to yeah. do but more that, that that screech was really something else Having, having, I think having an annoying uh, ringtone uh, that's like, ear catching is better than having a good like a oh I recognize that you know like everybody has those Metal Gear Solid you know alert noises or ringtones like things like that like much better to have something kind of obnoxious you know that, that, that's because it's a, it's an alarm you want to be like oh shit I got a text got to do something about that yeah you know get like get get annoying with it I'm I'm in favor uh, of of that um yeah and then thanks uh thanks for the support like it it doesn't um you know the show being bad or good at this point almost is not is almost immaterial yeah to the experience of of doing the podcast like we're gonna we're gonna catch the good stuff and get good stuff out of it but like we can also just kind of uh it's fun just to talk about it even when it's not good so that's the uh it's a good like a lot of shows on duck feed like do that which i like like even when me and cole do bad games for watch out for fireballs it can still be a really fun episode 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Like it, we've talked before, like our 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 real house is bad and good. You know, that walking that fine line at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep. Um, I have really high hopes about that Avengers cartoon because of that. Me too. Like, there, yeah, there, there's no way that that's not. You know, that's like purely good. Yeah, and just for everybody out there, when I did the schedule, uh, it that looks like it looks like we're going to do the Spider Man episodes. We'll have a couple of movie episodes mixed in, and then the Avengers episode, and that'll take us into October. So that's about how long you yes. have to consume that those episodes of television. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, thank you everybody for, for writing in. If you, uh, for some reason we missed your contact form or whatever, just let us know, DM us on Twitter, uh, add us on Twitter, send something to the main duck feed contact form, whatever you have to do. We'll, we'll make sure that that gets read out next time we do one of these. Uh, but thank mm-hmm. you. That was, that's a, a good amount of feedback. I really like that stuff. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, the next one will probably be like one of the movies and Spider-Man if I had to guess, and then we'll do like one of the movies and Avengers maybe. So uh, we'll we'll do the next uh, feedback thing. We don't know exactly when it will be because we don't want to just do – we just do feedback after like five episodes of the Spider-Man cartoon. Like that doesn't seem like it's significant enough. Yeah, it'll probably be uh, – I mean just a just guess, but it'll probably be <coughs> the Spider-Man and uh, a couple movies and all of the Avengers because that's – that's like yeah. ten, that's like six, seven episodes, eight episodes or something. So that's a pretty good amount of to to build feedback for. But but like I said, send it in as soon as you think about it. Don't wait. I'll put it on the feedback form. It that's that does not get lost unless you know the internet loses it before it gets to me. So yeah, yep, yep. It's also a little tricky too because fewer people even you know care or know about that Avengers cartoon. Yeah, like so many yeah. people have just been like, I didn't even know that was a thing, <laughs> including so, me when you told me about yeah. it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh gary where, where can you be found on the internet nowadays um you can find me at gary Buh on twitter g-a-r-y-b-u-h and then everything uh all the the content and other shows we do at duckfeed.tv and, and uh where can people find you jeremy i am at jg greer uh besides the stuff i do for duckfeed i have um a couple of other podcasts monster of the week don't give up skeleton one's about supernatural one's about dark souls Gary, you've been on Dark Don't Give Up Skeleton with me. So, I mean, that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's been a minute. But, yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been like 90 episodes. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's been school. a long time. Uh, go check all that stuff you out. You draw a direct line from Gary Butterfield to Joseph Fink. That's true. Yeah, that the, was this, uh, that was at I the time of this way. recording. That was that was today's episode. Uh, if you would like to. Yeah. <laughs> if Joseph you like, Fink, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, be sure to check out DuckFeed, excuse me, patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV to uh, directly support the DuckFeed network and get all that stuff done. And we will see you next time with uh, First Class. Mm-hmm. Good night. Good night. <laughs>